Eat in the kitchen. Episode 20, Avi. Is this episode 20? Episode so 20. So uh, just the other day, like uh, a memory popped up that reminded me that we did this. We started this like more than a year ago, yeah. which was cool. You know, and uh, I actually really like the rhythm we found since it's been just me and you. But it is cool, like looking back at like when Tip was on. That was a great episode. Yep. And then uh, Jerry Thornton, who like Jerry Thornton had the funniest back and forth with somebody on Facebook the other day about uh, he said maskless. By the way, in case anybody's curious, like Corey and I see each other all the time. Um, I just got my first shot because uh, I know that there will be posts about the fact that we're not wearing masks. And it's that a still co- happens? It does. And it's a cognizant choice. Like, it's something that we're super careful about. I'm crazy careful in my actual life. I know you are. Um, you wore two masks on the way. And the way yeah, there. it's like, I don't know what to say. But um, but when we do this, it's just like, if we sat here with a mask on, then what's the point? Like, people can't hear us. Um, it's awkward. You don't get to see our facial expressions. So, um, these are the choices we make. Uh, but Yeah, exactly. Right. Plus, I'm in my own house. So I'm not going to wear a mask. True. Yeah, no, no, today we're in Corey's house, which is, this is super I different. I actually think this is, like, even the backdrop, this is way more conducive to the, than, than like, my empty restaurant sometimes. Yeah, um, but speaking of empty promotional restaurants. tactic, though. You know, you open a new restaurant during a pandemic. No, that was, no, that wasn't an empty restaurant, but when we were doing it in the empty restaurant. Oh, um, sure. Speaking of empty restaurants, uh, restaurant, the restaurant business still sucks. I was going to, uh, that was the yeah. number one question. You know what? It's like, don't tell me about Yelp reviews. I want to hear about the actual restaurant business. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So actually, and, and, and to be clear, like it's it's been I'm sure like you're doing takeout numbers. Uh no, 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 we're not. We were in the spring. Um, and it depends. Like sometimes I don't know if you saw this. By the way, the Globe. You don't follow that kind of stuff, but just yesterday, the Globe put out a list of um, the Globe's been super cool. Like, there's a whole drama behind that. I don't know if you you probably don't follow that kind of stuff either. But I'll, I can get into it if you want. Um, but anyway, the Globe. I think they're trying to make amends for like some stuff like, and like the way that they said some things early that maybe some people in the industry didn't love. So now they're trying to like really hardcore push takeout, which is dope. Like I, I appreciate it. I, I actually stood up for them when they said it the first time around. I feel like they, it's, it's their job. So basically like a writer for the globe, um, super, super respected food writer, probably like some people say, would say like the last real food critic in the Boston scene, uh, Deborah first wrote an article about the fact she wouldn't be comfortable eating inside a restaurant. And like some people who own some like pretty, pretty good sized places, uh, had a lot to say about that. They didn't like it. And to me, I looked at it like, and I know that like, look, none of she us said this in the globe or like on Twitter, in the, in the globe, in the globe, right. uh, she wrote an article about it, uh, which by the way, it's her job. It's what she's paid to do. True. Um, and so this is the way I looked at it was like, I always tell people like, if I, if I consider myself having any notoriety at all, like it would be literally on the level of like double Z list, right? Like it's not. And, and a lot of these people like are, are even less notable maybe than me. But but they're super successful. So like, but they have a hard time understanding that if that like if LeBron James complains about what a sports writer writes, that sports writer doesn't owe LeBron anything. They do just because they interact professionally. They don't do the same thing for a living, right? Right, right, right. And it's to me, it was kind of like that. It was like you could be mad, like you could be mad, but you should be mad when other restaurant owners say it publicly, not when a writer does. That's her job. Yeah. Like, well, the she gets is, paid for her opinion. That's what she gets paid. Yeah, for. true, true, true. The problem is. You know, a lot of times, and you see it nonstop in every different media outlet, but yeah. there's so many people just follow the Globe or Fox News or MSNBC, and, like, that's gospel, right? So they, right. they're just followers, right? They don't have a original thought in their head. Yep. So they say, oh, that person's afraid to go to a restaurant. I, I'm, I'm not going to go to a restaurant. You know what I mean? That person, that's, that's their job to go to restaurants. Right, right. No, so don't misunderstand me. Like, there's no way that her article... So what I was trying to get to, honestly, was that they put out a cool article yesterday about the best restaurants 
by region for takeout, and they, they named All Ash. So it was pretty dope. Like, a few months in, All Ash was already on one of those lists, and that meant a lot to me. But, yeah, if we're on this topic, um, you know, which obviously I, I brought up, so it's like we're on it because of me. But, yeah, listen, there's no question that I'm not her, saying she's doing her job wrong. Right. I'm just saying. Like, but, no, there's no, there's no question that her opinion uh, hurt the confidence of consumers. I'm not saying that it didn't. Right. Uh, but if that's her opinion and that's what she believes, like, that's what she's paid to write, it's different than, like, like if you work for me, and you have an opinion, or even if you own a restaurant that's not mine and, and we're friends or whatever, and you have an opinion, and then you go to the internet and say it, like now you're hurting consumer confidence and that's not your job. Right. Like your job is to run your business. So like if if I make decisions for Simca or I'll ask you whatever, and those work for me and my team for whatever reason, um, that's that's the decisions I make. I shouldn't expect that every other restaurant should have to do me, and I shouldn't I'm not an expert. Like I'm I'm an expert in in very few things. Um, infectious diseases is not one of them, and uh, I feel like I'm one of the only people that j- that's willing to say that these days. Everybody's like, everybody's I'm definitely an, an expert. Everybody's I've an infectious so disease expert. Um, but I'm not. I'm not an expert in it. So for me to say, like, I don't say that indoor dining isn't okay and it, that it's not safe. I mean, shoot, I have friends that own restaurants where they have been having indoor dining since it could, yeah, and haven't had and like, and my my dude's not sick, so like. Yeah. But me, I've gone to restaurants. Cool. All right. You that's, know what I mean? Like, the, and, all right. That's your choice. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, like, I haven't. I haven't eaten indoor. Yeah. I had no problem with outdoor dining. Um, well, you're in a restaurant all day. Depending on where it was. <laughs> right. Right. But I don't have guests inside. Um, no, no. No. So you know, those are decisions I make. But like for me, it's just everyone's got to. That doesn't mean I don't think it's safer. That's doable. It's that for me, the risk doesn't outweigh the reward. The risk does outweigh the reward, and so that's just like that. Those are the decisions I'm making. I, I, I struggle with it. Like I've actually considered opening Simca indoors. Yeah. Um, and I've been talking about it recently. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. People I, don't, I just don't have the answers. Where did you go indoors? Uh, I went to Conrad's once during a football game when, uh, one of the, I don't know if it was page. I can't remember. Um, where else did I go? I went someplace in Rhode Island once one day too. Uh, I've gone a couple times. I mean, I'm not really, I'm kind of over coronavirus as, as far as being afraid of it. But see, that's the thing. Like, everyone says that, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is, uh, it's tough, man, because for me, I get frustrated by that opinion uh, because, like, I get it. I, I'm exhausted by it, too. Yeah. At the same time. But I'm, I'm, what, what am I doing? I'm like, how is me going to a restaurant? No, I'm not telling you not to. That's the thing is, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Like, yeah. you should do you. Yeah. And I'm not judging you for that. I'm saying that the the opinion that I've started seeing. A, so let me be clear. Like, I've seen a lot of people say, like, "Oh, I'm over COVID," or yeah. "Oh, I'm 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 tired of it." I was never on it to be honest. I. So that's different than if that's the case. Then, like, like I'm not going to like you know crazy parties or anything. But I, like you know, I'm just living my life, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, that's what I'm doing. It's not like I can even do anything crazy that I did. A year ago, you know what I mean. It's not like I can go to a pack bar, right? Um, you know what I mean. So it's not yeah. Like- I mean, for me, I like I hear you. I just I don't know. Like I guess for me, like the the social responsibility aspect, the aspect for me of what I owe other people around me, that's the part that overweighs me. And yeah, I think well, you have a lot of people that right rely on you. But I, mean, I, I think the part that nobody I get, that so the part on me. right, and I get that. Like the part that I get frustrated with other people sometimes is isn't whether or not they're afraid. Um, like, don't misunderstand me. Like, I'm afraid to die. Like, I'm not someone who's not afraid to yeah. die. But I'm not I'm not afraid of a lot of things. I'm afraid, like, I, I'm more afraid for the people around me. Like, I would, I would hate to, like, it's kind of like, think about this. Like, you've been out with me enough times to know, like, I'm not, like, 
I'm not risk averse and I'm not like, I'll, I'm down. Like, all right, whatever it is that we're getting into, let's get into it. I have kids now. Like I have to think about them in that behavior. Yeah. So it's like, if, if it was like, yo, do you want to just like go fly to some crazy city and just go crazy? Yeah, let's do it. But I, I can't do that now for my kids. So the same way, like with COVID, it's like, if I'm willing to take a risk, okay, but what about my kids? Like, what about exposing yeah, them? Right. What about, what about more importantly, like my daughter goes to natural kindergarten. Families there are super careful. Um, everyone's just like really in it. Like the, the place is just doing an incredible job keeping people safe. Like what about exposing those people? Like, you know, so these are the things that I have to think about. Yeah. Um, you know, so those are the things that I have to think about. Uh, no, so my... are we, are we live on Facebook? Yeah, we're live. Yeah. All right. See, this is live on top. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it shows us like a number or yeah. something and I don't see it right there. Okay. I see it. Now. CBS cool. All right. Cool. Um, no, but the thing is, first of all, so I know I've been preaching this for, you know, eight months, but I've read so much about ivermectin. As want, an outpatient treatment. Yo, let's talk about Brady. Like, I just okay. don't like that. No, no, no. I'm just you're saying. You're over COVID. I'm, I'm over talking I'm just about saying, COVID with I, you. I'm just saying. I've read enough about it. So I, I, I think if I did get it and I, I knew I had whatever. I think I, I've seen the data on outpatient protocol. Okay. Enough of it where someone at my level, you know what I mean? No comorbidities. You know what I mean? So I, I, I do agree with you there. The only thing I, I will say is, like, there, are, there have been cases, and again, obviously it's rare, but, like, at our age in particular, sometimes you're going to find out about those comorbidities yeah. when, when you get sick. So yeah, but like, then I, I follow the protocol. You know what I mean? Sure, but, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if you have – like, the thing that scares me is that sometimes, like, I've gone through bouts where I have high blood pressure, and that's, like, a huge uh, – that's one of the huge factors. Um you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in the process. I actually just started. I've lost like four and a half pounds in the next last week, but I just started okay, getting there back. There we go. Next week, I, yeah, I want to be able to see you. <laughs> you know how it is. But, um, but I put on like – I had put on like 50, and um, that scares me because yeah, I'm like no, – for sure. Like those things are terrifying. So to me, like I just think – I don't know. I just think like – Here's, the, here's the, the bigger problem I have with it. Sure. I, I read earlier today, we, Massachusetts has – over 400 doses, 400,000 doses of the vaccine yeah. in storage right now yeah, yeah. that are not going into arms. No, I mean, that's a, so that's a long So it's like, what, what, like, I'm just going to wait around until you decide everybody can get the vaccine. I don't, I don't really understand. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I don't, I think we should talk about Brady because, you know, we just, we just look at the world different a little bit when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, y- you just said two things that I, that I understand both. I just don't get the correlation between them. Yeah. What like, do you mean? The vaccines are being rolled out really crappily. It sucks. By the way, let's talk about this. The vaccines do nothing for my industry. Nothing. Because, like, the people who are comfortable going into a restaurant, maybe the cross-section of people that are comfortable going to a restaurant and that care about the vaccine is not exactly a very big cross-section. Yeah, right. And the people that trust the vaccine still aren't going to go into restaurants with it because the problem with this vaccine is the data is so incomplete that they're like, Hey, once you get it, you should still socially distance and wear a mask. Right. So it's like, well, if you're going to socially distance and wear a mask anyway, I'm not, I'm still a believer of getting the vaccine. Like I said, I got my first shot yesterday, but what does that do for opening school? What does that do for, uh, for restaurants? What does that do for businesses? It doesn't really do very much. We're still in a holding pattern. Right. right, right, right. And, uh, and in a weird way, it's like because the data was rolled out really incomplete, we're not going to know. It's going to be hard to know when, like, we're beating this thing versus the vaccine is working and, like, where we're at in that. You know what I mean? Like, we might get to next fall and have a lot of these vaccines, like, starting to wear off in our mind. But in reality, they just weren't as strong as they were. Like, we're not going to know is the is the virus 
changing and beating us or the vaccines wearing off or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it almost would have been better to just get really good data and wait longer. So, Because, like, it is kind of crazy how incomplete the data the, was. The best test case is, is Israel right now because they've, like, I think it's over 40% of their populations have gotten the second dose. Okay, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the here's the crazy thing. Their chart looks exactly like Lebanon. It's like I don't even understand. Like, I think to your point about the data, yep. I think there just weren't enough old people and people with comorbidities and whatever in in the trials, the original trials, because they all said ninety five percent, ninety five percent, ninety five percent. But you know, if you gave it to a healthy thirty year old, you know what I mean? You're not gonna know if that if it was good or bad. You know what I mean? Like, it, have you read? Have, you, have you read the studies? I've read. I, I, all I do is read. Okay, yeah. So I tore through one. No, I'm saying the, the actual. The actual, the, the actual I, read, I read some studies. of the Moderna one. And okay. Yeah. So I, I read through that. Um, you know, obviously, look. look Which, I'm not a by scientist. the way, by the way, the Moderna, like these vac. I do some work for the pharma industry. Like when they try to approve a drug, I, we're talking about hundreds of pages for you know like basic thing, and these are like very very incomplete in my opinion. So what I'm saying is, I read through it like. I took the time. I was like, I'm going to read through this. I'm not a scientist, so maybe some of it went over my head. But I read it. The thing that jumped off my page was like, they stuck, they stuck me with the, you know, theoretically they stuck me with the vaccine. They stuck you with, you know, a placebo, and they put us out in the world, and they didn't track us. Yeah. yeah. So the problem with that is like, you could, you could have. Look, I'm not saying this happened. Okay. Obviously, look, if I had, if I'm putting money down on one side or the other, I'm going to say it works. Okay. But when I read that from a science standpoint, I'm like. It's theoretically possible that by pure cosmic coincidence, the folks you happen to stick with the vaccine were quarantining and distancing, and the other ones weren't. Like your your science is incomplete yeah. if you can't well, tell a me lot what of they did. A lot of it was self reported, right? So right, which like... is bonkers. And then the other part that really blew my mind, just from like a, a science standpoint, right? Like just from like a like a a lab control versus variable standpoint was. Why? So, like, there were no cases, or like, there were like, I think there were no cases of anaphylaxis in the study. Maybe, maybe a minor amount, but right, I think right, right. very, I think maybe none. Yeah. And in the first, like, yeah, two, couple weeks, two, like the first like two hundred thousand, they had like twelve, yeah. and or sixteen. Right. And the thing is, that's not a big number to me and you, but from a science standpoint, it's exponential. Right. Because you had none, yeah. and now you have. Right. And that should tell you. Not that, not that it means it's not safe. That's not what I'm saying. Right, right, right. It, but it means that your study wasn't completed. Yeah. Because if you're seeing things when it's really rolled out that you didn't see in your study, it means your study was too small. Right. <laughs> no, and that's you didn't have a big CDC's, enough cross-section. They're, they're rolling out intubation kits with, you know, to all the sites now because just in case. Right. Right. And it's like, here's my biggest thing, though, with the vaccine is, you know, people want to, like, label you an anti-vaxxer, right? Like, say I, I don't want to get the vaccine. I don't know if I will. We got the vaccine, so you can't label me an active vaxxer, but I no. know what you mean. No, you, but like, it's like, the royal you. Don't, don't compare this vaccine to like polio. Polio has three adverse events okay. per million of people, right? So, has so, decades of long-term safety data. Okay. So, okay? so, so that's, that's different than, you know, if you, if you don't want to get the polio vaccine, that is an anti-vaxxer. Okay, okay? So, so I'm with you here. Yes, so I agree with you. So like, this is what I'm saying, right? Is that, like, I'm with you. Like, you should be able to question science, agreed. question data. Agreed. So that's what I'm saying is like, look, and again, I'm not. So, like, for example, like, okay, you know, there's folks like anti, quote unquote, anti-vaxxers, right? right. There are folks that don't believe that the MMR uh, vaccine is safe, yeah. right? Yep. And no, the MMR, measles, mumps, rubella. Oh, oh. Okay. That they don't think that those are safe. Yeah. That 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 vaccine, they believe that it triggers autism. It's, right. That's Do you factually know, wrong. Right. It's factually wrong. So, what country 
in the world has the most cases of autism by percentage? Yeah, I have no clue. Japan. What's unique about Japan? They all live together? Uh, since 1989, they banned the MMR vaccine because they thought that was causing. So the point being, oh, literally, the country in the world with the highest rate of this thing you're claiming it causes doesn't have the thing you're claiming right, causes it. Right, right. it. That's just science. Right. You're wrong. Like, you can tell me all kinds of other things about vaccines, and if I can't disprove you, fine. Like, do you. Right, right, right. But this claim you're making is wrong. In, in philosophy, we say there are three kinds of thought. There is thought which I can prove, rational. There's thoughts which I can prove it wrong. That's irrational. And then there's non-rational thought. God is a non-rational thought. You can debate all you want with, a, like, uh, a religious person if you're not religious or whatever. I'm not religious, so I believe in God, but, like, I could debate all day that I don't think that eating pork is a problem for Jews. That's a non-rational debate. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Right. We both have opinions. Yeah. Um, you don't have proof, and I don't have proof. Right. I, it, is a non, it is an irrational thought to say that the MMR vaccine causes autism. That is an irrational thought. It's disprovable. With this, it's all non-rational. We don't have the answers yet. Exactly. So when someone says, like, oh, you don't think that the vaccine safe? Listen, I can't tell you that in 12 years— there isn't going to be someone that goes, hey, I remember those shots you got in your arm? You know, yeah. bad news. Um, I, I can tell you this. I would be weighing the vaccine very differently if and, if and when it was ready for children because I would have considered putting it in my children's arm right. way longer than I considered it. Of course. Like with me, I'm like, look, I again weighed it because I had the same reservations you have. Yeah. For me, it came again to the social good. So I was like, you know what? I'm 36. I got two beautiful kids. I don't think this is going to kill me, but if I end up being the one – like. I think that I got to go do my part here for, for society. You know, like yeah, yeah. we all say everyone's a tough guy that would do anything for their family, right? Um, everyone, if they were at the Holocaust, they would have stepped up. If they were in World War II, they would have stepped up. You were the last four years. You didn't hear? Oh, God. Look, look, please. Can we just keep an episode off just of that? Go. I don't want to do that with you. Just no, go. listen. Did you go? What? I made did, a joke. Did you go to the Capitol? Yeah. Be honest. You would have. You would have. Capitol? Yeah, you nutbag. Anyway. Yeah, I, we all should have went to the Capitol on December, please stop. Please December stop. 29th. December 29th when they gave us that. That that bu that bill, Democrats, Republicans, everybody should have came together and stormed the Capitol. Just please stop. Uh, I don't want to do this with you. That that part's not fun. Can we talk about Tom I didn't Brady? Talk, I didn't. Can we talk about Tom? What did you think about the Super Bowl? What, what do you mean? What I think? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, Patriots won in the Super Bowl. What can I, what don't can do, I do? That, dude? You're annoying. Um, what did you think about the Super Bowl? Did you? When you? Okay, so first of all, let's start here. When did you? When did you root for Tom Brady the whole season, like from jump? First coin flip, you vote, you rooted for him? Uh, yes, but no, I had mixed mixed feelings for sure. So I didn't. I found myself rooting against him. Like sometimes yeah, in sports, yeah. like you just find yourself rooting for I him. Who you root I for. wanted to see him like climb a hill, though. You know what I mean? That's fine. I, that for me, that definitely wasn't what I, like, I, I didn't want. Honest, to go like I just found myself rooting against him. See, for me, you know, it's funny. I think I wanted domination from him at first, and then when it didn't happen, then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I don't want to see this get cool. Like I don't. Wanna... So I started rooting against him. No question. I rooted against him all the way through the NFC Championship game. Um, honestly, like I was like, it was like it was like my team had lost when they got the pass interference call. Like I was like, oh. And then I remember I texted you like, "Fuck Tom Brady," like blah blah. Yeah. And then like an hour later, I was like, I've thought about this. And you know what it was? It was seeing some of his post game comments, man. Like it was seeing like that's Tom Brady. Like, dude, did you hear about the stuff between him and uh and Honey Badger? Like after the game, oh, I mean, I heard about it. I still would love to know what he said. Same, same. But you he heard was about it. I heard. But, so I'm like, he, but, he but, can't lie about it. But you heard about like him reaching back. Yeah, out. yeah. Like, like that's Tom Brady. Yeah. So like, you know what? I was like, how can I root against that guy? Like, it's just a dude that like he worked at the same place for 20 years. Yeah. And someday, like when this is all over, 
he's going to look back and he's going to, that's going to be the best boss he ever had. But sometimes you get tired of working for even the best yeah. boss you ever had. Sometimes you're just like, you know what? I don't need this in my life right now. Well, and well, plus the fact that you go do you. It's not like they. He's a professional athlete, right? He thinks he's the best in the world. Of course. And you're not gonna like even say like, hey Tom, we really want to keep you his, you know, two years and, and sixty million. You know what I mean? It's not like they even they they just put it on him to decide. But it's like, no, if he's the quarterback, go fucking get. It. Make sure you keep him. You know what I mean? Like, make him a, make him an offer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know, in a weird way, and they kind of all just knew it was over, so they just listen. In a weird way, say Belichick rebuilds, and even if he doesn't win one, say he's competitive a couple more times. I think he does win one too. I think I, so too. But say he's competitive a couple more times, right? Yeah, which he will. Then, like, I agreed. So then, then this was the right move for both, right? Because Belichick always no, no, it wasn't the right move for the Patriots. Wait, hear me out. Belichick has said this forever. He said this, and he proved it here. I'd always rather give up on a guy. Two years too early. Yeah, but the guy won the Super Bowl. Then two years too late. No, but hear me out. Right, but but so okay, it's a unique position in that it. So in other words, say he he determined that Brady has two more years in him of greatness. Yeah. But financially, as we just saw with the Patriots, they were going to need to take a giant step back for a second. And say he looked at it and he was like, the only way for us to still be competitive is to put ourselves in a really bad place and mortgaging the house. Think about this. Would one more Super Bowl, and don't just gut reaction, think yes. of this. No. Yes. Would one more Super Bowl be that meaningful to the Patriots? See, it's huge for Tampa Bay, and it's huge for Brady. Yeah. But for the Patriots, it's huge for the Patriots. if you said to Belichick. They would be the number one franchise. If you said to Belichick, you can coach. You're going to coach for eight more years, let's just say. Yeah. You said this last year. You're going to coach eight more years. You can win one more in the next two. Be really bad for four years, three, four years, and then – Maybe scrape together some some sort of developing. He's never going to look at it that way, though. No, but well, no. The thing about him that makes him so great is that he does look at it that way. No, but he, like, he thought he could win this year, guaranteed. There's no way he thought that. Yes, he, he even did. said he basically said he said that yeah. he didn't. Yeah, but that was after they started losing. You know what I mean? So it's like you are a man of many takers. I think I assume you mean takes. of many takes. Um, does that mean that I'm flip flopping? Is that what he's saying? Yes. I don't think flip-flop. I'm flip flopping. I think I'm super consistent. No, but like he, you know. After Cam got coronavirus and all that, yeah, he's like, yeah, we sold out to win before. But, like, after that Seattle game, everybody thought the Patriots are going back to the AFC Championship game. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, for a second that was exciting, and I think that – I think Belichick – look, same reason I said to you when he signed Cam Newton. I was like, yeah, I love this because it gives us a reason to watch on Sundays. Yeah. Like, Cam Newton was the one dude out there who, like, his, his floor was real low. Uh, <laughs> we got to see it. Can but you get to 75 ceiling, passing yards? But his ceiling – was super high. Like, you know, you might get Cam Cam. I still want to see him on, like, a good team next year. Like, just like a, you know what I mean? Like, I still think he'll be okay. Oh, talents. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, that's the thing is, like, I do want to see Cam. By the way, if they can't, like. No. <laughs> I got, dude, I'd be no. okay with it. If they can't get somebody else. Like, I saw him so who's out there so for them? Who's out there for them? I hope it's Garoppolo. But if it's yes, not Garoppolo, it who else be, could it be? It has to be Garoppolo. If it's not Garoppolo, who could it be? I know. Well, we know it can't be Stidham. Right? No, no, of course not. And uh, well, just the fact that and they where didn't is play Hoyer? Where just is the fact he? That didn't, oh God! <laughs> you look a little like Hoyer. Has anybody ever told you? I that? saw him at Target once. Yeah, I was like, Dude, hey, has ever told you you look like Hoyer? Like uh, legit, no. you look like Hoyer. I just, I need to shave my head more. Uh, listen, Jimmy G. I thought so. First of all, everybody wants Jimmy G. Back. I think Jimmy G. Is a great. First of all, the fact that he the continuity in the system, the fact that he's their guy. I'm sorry, but if we drew if it I'm up, Jimmy G. I want to come back too. Of course, like, if we drew it up. If we drew it up a couple years ago, we were like, I mean, obviously, you know, minus the whole Tom Brady going and winning a Super Bowl. Um, 
But if we just drew it up a couple years ago with Gronk, if we drew it up a couple years ago and we said, hey, um, Brady's going to go win two more, uh, and then he's going to leave, and then a year later we're going to bring Jimmy G back, I think that would have been super oh, ideal. I mean, it would have been yeah, incredible. Yeah. It's like you couldn't have played Jimmy G here. So even if in a perfect world you could have afforded them both, you couldn't keep Jimmy right, G here. Right, right. He, he would have gotten that, worse, see, not it was better. Always, it was always stupid. The, the take that, like, you're going to get rid of Brady to keep Jimmy G was always dumb. Of course. Tom Brady was still winning Super Bowls. He's still winning Super Bowls. You know what I mean? So it's like, you, you weren't gonna, that wasn't going to happen, right? Of course. I mean, listen. The problem is if, you, if, if, you know, the dominoes don't fall right now, then it's like. I'm just trying to figure out who do, if, if it's not Jimmy G, who do the Patriots? Uh, Taylor Haneke, he, he, he resigned with. He used to be on the Patriots practice squad. I'm like, yo, sign that fucking guy. Oh, God. I just don't, I don't know. I'm like. By the way, Blaine Gabbert, right? That's the back. That's Brady's yeah. backup. Yeah. Like, what the hell is he doing? Well, you know what he's famous for? Taking Colin Kaepernick's job in San Fran. Is that right? He took Kaepernick's job. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, there's still people that call on sports radio and are like, "What about Colin Kaepernick?" And at this point, like, I was always a give Kaepernick another chance guy. Yeah. yeah. But at this point, it's like the guy hasn't played in the NFL in six years. People legit. So my daughter said to me during the Super Bowl, she said, "Dad, I know you're eating healthy now. I think if we get you exercising." Regularly, my daughter's six. Uh, you could play with these guys. <laughs> I said. I said. I don't think you understand like how this really works. Like, like first of all, then I thought about Tom Brady, and I'm like, I don't know. I guess I could still hey, get so, on that TV. Tom Brady. Method. Tom Brady had a super had a Hall of Fame career after 37. So if I get my act together real fast, that's right. You could see me in my mid 40s throwing touchdowns. Um, the but anyway, my point is, I, I think, think that you're more are, of a nose tag or something like that. At the moment, just at the moment, um, I think. Oh, this is after you get in shape. I yeah, this is after I get in shape, and I'm not big enough to be a nose tag right. right now. I'm more like like Ben Coates. You look back at like video of Ben Coates, oh, and you're like, God. that was a pass catching tight end. That dude was that, a beast. He was a beast. Um, he's a beast. But so the um, what I was trying to say about my daughter saying that was, I, I think he had there the are brand, grown adults. You know that, I always think love that the way. branding on his arm. Like the, uh, yeah. you know, um, I was like, oh, that's, but I think that there are grown ass. adults that think that way. When And those are the people that think happening. They just think like taking six years off in the NFL isn't a thing. Like, oh, well, he's still in great shape. It's the NFL. No, no. Like, that's the funny thing that cracks me up about the Kaepernick thing. It's like before he ever took a knee, Blaine Gabbert had already taken his job. You know what I mean? So it's like. He, I don't think that's true. Yes, that is true. He was, was not the starting quarterback. Okay. So it's like he lost it. It was the year before. He uh, killed. Um, you know what I mean. So it's like he killed the Patriots in uh, in Foxborough one time. Oh no, he didn't. I was at that game. That was the most amazing game. And the it Patriots, was an amazing the comeback. Were but down, he killed them. The, the Patriots. I think they were down twenty eight to start the third quarter and had tied it by the start of the fourth quarter. Right. And do you remember what happened after they tied it? He Kaepernick went like five plays. Yeah. Was, Owens, in the, was he still on the team? That's or? right. No. Or uh, Randy, Moss. Randy Moss. It was, it was Randy, Moss. Randy Moss. It was Randy Moss. Yeah. In, in that was I was at that game. game. I was at that game. Um. The Patriots have played some all-timers, like Without regular enough. season game. That, that was a regular season Sunday night game. Like, Bobby, speaking unreal. of speaking of Sunday night games, one game I'll never forget. So I was at the Randy Moss four in the first half in, in Buffalo. Buffalo, and you Terrell Owens had four that day, and then he did four in the first half. Yeah, do you remember though? Do you know the connection here? That yeah, the Westport. So the people sitting in my section, the Dub Deuce, bought for fifty dollars the banner I had printed at the sign company I worked that said NBC. Nothing but championships, and they had like all the logos. It even had the Revolution logo because they just won a title. And uh, they, and they, they so they like bought it from me. I think they did. Um, and I was like, uh, I'm, I'm like, we're t- we got to talking, and they were from West Warwick. And I mentioned you, and you're like a god to them. God, a lot of we don't talk about that enough on the podcast. Your god uh, well, status in West Warwick. Maybe you know, I I think I mentioned this in passing, but you know, there's like 
12 of my high school basketball games on YouTube now. Full games. We're going to have to watch that. We're going to have to get other people watching that. Bro, Does everybody like... Uh, I suck. I know you're not on Facebook, but other people are on Facebook. Does anybody... Uh, is anybody interested? Is anybody out there somebody who watched Corey O'Leary's career? In multiple sports, by the way. No, you can go watch it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. There's which, only, there's only sport, one you should look at. Which up. sport? If they could only watch you play basketball or baseball, which sport were you better at? Uh, I, mean, I wasn't very good at either. Honestly. I mean, that's a joke. No, when I watch these games, I'm like, oh my God, I suck. Really? Yeah. Is that bad? Like, I, like, I score 15 in my sleep. Yep. Because I just shoot so much. Yeah. But until my senior year, my senior year, it's like another person. I don't ever shoot. It's like the worst. I'm like, uh, I just want to. You just don't shoot your seat. You would almost think it was the other way around. Yeah, no, we got a new coach and I played point. And I, it's the slowest nine second walk up the court. And then it's like, uh, what do you do when you get the ball? Pass the ball to Will in Fresh Prince? Yeah. You know, pass the ball to Stacey. Oh, so Stacey was. No, no, no. We, we, we were, I mean, we were down. We were 15 and three. I mean, we lost in the semis. But, oh, man, watching these, some of them brutal. Would you average your senior year? Oh, probably not even 10. Honestly. Really? Yeah. How many assists? I don't know. There, you know what? There was one game, though, a huge game. I, I've, I've watched them all already. Um, I grab, like, every rebound down the stretch. It's like a defensive board. And it's like slow walk up. And like, ugh. But then you, I'm telling you, if you watch games from my sophomore or junior, like, it does, it does not matter where I, where I catch the ball. I am shooting the ball. Was the, was the finger? You talk about a green light. Yeah. No, I never dribble. I mean, uh, like, or if I dribble, it's just to shoot. Like, I, I, I barely ever enter the three-point line. Oh, you just shoot from outside. You never attack the rim. Never. So you never do that patented finger roll that like finger roll away from the oh, basket. Oh no, no. I, I don't know. I don't know what what the paint is. Nothing. No, no. That's interesting to me. I should show you. I should show you some. Oh. Did you play any defense, Chuck? Yeah, I, defensively, I'm 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 always in the right spot. That's good. It's important. <laughs> you guys played man. It is funny. I played man in zone. A lot of I played a lot of zone, but what'd you guys play for zone? <laughs> Two, three. That's right. We plays. Uh, that's kind of what I assume, but somebody was just telling no, me, we, one of these uh, kids that works for me, he's on. The, he, they said the 2-3 is like obsolete now. They don't really run well, it. Well, it's more of a matchup or, you know, 3-2. I was trying to have like a, lo- a long X's and O's conversation with a kid that works for me about like press. about who, about what the responsibility is on the wing. Like, as far as like s- someone sort of like in the, like the, like up on the wing, like almost, like not on the baseline, but like halfway to the top of the key, and uh, and we were sort of having a discussion about how that rotation works. And I was like explaining like how like how someone gets open in the corner. I'm like, well, if the big guy ro- like rotates up now, like then the, now they rotate across. Now, boom, that corner three is wide open. Yeah, yeah. Someone said no one throws that cross court. I said that's actually entirely basketball right now. Yeah, is yeah. that cross court oh pass? God, yeah, that cross court pass is everything. Um, no, it's 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 yeah. crazy going back and watching it though. Yeah. It's like, oh man, it's, did I tell you I'm open a new place? <laughs> You're lying. No, I'm, I'm telling the dead truth. Oh, uh, not a restaurant. Uh, yeah, kind of. Well, so it's like small, real small. I can't give all the details yet, but um, but it's uh, it's small. It's like it's part of like a, a bigger project, but it's gonna be a new concept, and uh, and it'll be full time. It'll be open all the time. Sure. Um, nope. Going back to the city. Nah. Yeah. Uh, nah. It's gonna be. Cool you'll be the only city. You'll be the only restaurant in the city. No, so go. it's in a residential. I just heard another, like a huge one, close their doors forever. Huge restaurant, like this uh, week. I'm sure. I just don't know who. Yeah, no. but um, but no, this is gonna be. It's uh, it's in a residential area, so like it's cool. It's a young area, so like definitely my demo. And uh, wait, wait, where? I, I just like I don't want to give too much oh, details because oh, 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 I gotcha. didn't like when they're when they're ready to oh, announce the project. We call this we call it. this the long tease, fellas. It's just you know what it is. It's just like normally like I sign my own stuff, and so then I just go ahead and tell people. But this was one of these things where 
Like Find I out in the next other episode people involved. in the kitchen. Yeah, there's other people involved, so I just don't want to blow up their spot. But it is... Um, <laughs> you know what? Next week, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, we opened four days ago. Yeah, probably. That's so, how, no, no, that's no, no. How you do no, we're going to open um, like in like a month and a half. Uh, two months. Two months. Basically, two months we'll open. And uh, it's going to be a hummus-only concept. So it's going to be like just straight hummus bowls um, with like toppings rotating kind of through through stuff that we do at the other concepts. So it's going to be cool. It's... Uh, you know, it's a it's a good safe way to sort of grow. I think it's a it's a it's an easy, very right now I'm you know, obviously it's a changing landscape, so I'm just trying to pivot a little bit more towards stuff that's like really takeout friendly. Um yeah. you know, the food truck should launch in um like back like on a regular, hopefully city schedule this spring. And that's gonna be weird. Like that's gonna be weird for us to try to figure out like how we adapt to the fact that our normal clientele aren't around anymore. Right. Um and how do we you know, how do we do that? So We've definitely... That's the thing. I, I like very interesting to see like what jobs go back to the city. You know what I mean? Like, Agreed. there's gonna be. I mean, everybody's working from home, and why would that change? Yeah. If you were, if you were in like a not not a struggling business, but like a normal business, like you know how much capital that is rent every month. No, or, gonna, you know what I mean? Like, no it's question like crazy. about that. I think that some companies will find at, over time. Like not right at the beginning, I think it's gonna look at the It'll end of the day. Slowly come back, yeah. But I mean, but, well, I think over time, like, there's gonna come a time where where companies start to realize that like the company culture is lost. Yeah, away. for sure. Um, and that's when you'll start to see it starts to come back. Like if I'm a betting man, ten years from now, it, the city will be alive again. Yeah, yeah. But but five years from now, maybe not. Yeah. You know, there's gonna be a while because especially because we're employees. Like, look, it's no secret. Like, yeah, it's a huge benefit for a lot of people. Right, not and, having to and, go. and the world is. Business is very employee-driven nowadays. Like, yeah. That's just, oh, you know, yeah. so, like, if you're some big company, and, and it's so startup-driven, and startups are especially employee-driven. Oh, yeah. So, like, the idea... Unlimited vacation. Right, uh, exactly. Like so, like, the shit. idea that folks are going to just say, like, hey, we'll come back into work, right. I don't know that that's going to happen yeah. right away. Um, I could see, I could see like, the hybrid, like, you know, two days in the office a week, I something could see like that. that, you know what I mean? I could see that. By the way, but a lot of people will just want to get out of home like that because oh, a sure. lot of people are stressed. I'm running for school committee also in Sharon. There you go. This is what yeah. I like to hear. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I, I pulled the Fuck papers. the restaurant. Fuck opening a new restaurant. Let's, 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 get some, uh, let's get some real world change here. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do real world change. So I, I pulled papers to run for school committee. When's that? So the election's in May. It's going to be – so I'm trying to – I pulled the papers early just because like, I'm such a procrastinator. No, I don't want to wait. Um, do it, yeah. But – I think that you know, for me, like I want to run like certain a certain number of you need signatures yeah, fifty with? signatures. All right, I, I need, but I want to. Um, and I'm switching. So like when I first uh, when I first pulled, there, so it's kind of weird how the election's going to work this time. There's five seats, five out of seven seats. Long story, and so oh wow, yeah, it's crazy. So there were two people that uh, resigned. <laughs> no, there were two people that resigned. So the way it works is like when you when you resign, someone takes your seat. They um they actually have to run in the next election. Like, they get appointed, but then they have to run in the next election. So both people that resigned would were are up next spring. So when you run in this election, you're running to finish their term. Oh, so okay, in other sure. words, like... So say it's like a know, runoff type of thing. Yeah, so say, it's kind or of... Or not uh, like an so, empty seat. Like yeah. If Elizabeth Warren got Treasury Secretary, someone would grab her seat. Right. So it's kind of weird, but it's like, think of it this way. If the same person that got appointed... So consider the appointment an election, which it is considered an election. Yep. Say you got appointed, and then after getting appointed, you then won in the spring. That means by the time you actually run for a new seat, you would have won two elections for the previous seat. You know, it's weird, but but the point is, so there's so there's one year terms and then there's three year terms. And originally, I just everyone pulled for both, and they just got them signed for both. 
And I didn't like that. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to pull for one. So I just pulled for the three. Then we kind of sorted out, like, who was – and I'm like, I don't want to – there were just – it just kind of worked out. Like, I, I preferred to just run for the one year. So now I got to go get new papers and get them signed over again. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, so it's going to be a fun election. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, um, let, me, let me give you your platform right okay. now. Okay, let me hear my platform. I don't, they, they might already do this in Sharon. I know the high school I went to, they there's don't, something. and I know there's a lot of high schools they, that for sure don't. Okay. Personal finance needs to be a class in high school. Okay. okay. So, Personal finance. Okay. Just so, whatever. Okay. So that's so they probably did have that share. No, they don't. So, but but here's an interesting. This is what's interesting about about something like school committee and and learning about local politics, which is where it sort of all starts. It you have to know, and this is something that's super important, I think, for for towns that if they want to be well run, and for somebody like me who wants to run, I think it's really important to, to educate yourself on what that role is. Yeah. That would be over. Like to get to that level of of management of the school would be an overstep. And yeah, I think, well, of course. Well, no, but here's you got to get everybody on your but, side. Okay, but here's the thing. No, no. So you're very uh, no, you, persuasive. No, about no it. you have to. Okay, but it's not. About, my point is, it's not. You're missing what I mean by to say get to that level. Right now, the problem that Sharon School Committee has had is that it has a handful of people on the committee who don't always understand, or if they understand, because they're very intelligent people, they probably understand, but don't, don't always stay to what the committee's role is. So, like to say that I would as a committee member, be really intrigued by a superintendent candidate that believed in that would be accurate. Yes, I yeah, believe in that. Right. To say that I would would push educators in private conversations in the direction of that kind of stuff would be fair to say. But the idea that a school committee like gets the gets to the level of what classes are being yeah, taught. No, no, I get that. And 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 a lot of people, I'm telling you, because a lot of people that are on that committee and a lot of people on Sharon's Facebook pages and stuff don't get that. Right. So my point is like there are people that are like can that suggest like how do you feel about this and that? And to me it's kinda like how in a national election, sometimes like we listen to presidential candidates talk about things that aren't their purview. Like that's the Supreme Court's purview and it's been settled. Like yeah. I don't it doesn't even matter if I agree or don't agree, let's leave that out. I wanna know I want to know what you're actually going to do about this, this, and this, because that's the stuff that matters, right? So that say, there's nothing, nothing, nothing. Generally, on both sides. Um, so that's the problem is here is that like, no, here's what I what I think. So like as a school committee member, one of my big pushes, and I've got a handful of them, um, I, I want to be somebody who comes in and works with the administration to get better at more accurately budgeting. We cannot decide. We, we So right now a huge thing that's going on in Sharon is – um, and I'm probably boring. There's always, there's always huge uh, Sharon school committee things going on. Yeah, in general. It's like in, crazy. Partic- in particular for the last few years. But, See, in but, the town gr- I grew up, people don't give a fuck. Right, because like – You know what I mean? Because like now there's, you got to – Because there's, there's two people that came out of that town that got, a, that got a great education. They both live in this house. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, that's an inside joke for anybody listening. Corey's people, wife went to high school. Hey, for, you, for all you people up in Buffalo, yeah. he, he's, he's talking shit about you. So, anyway um, – the, uh, the Buffalo game. Eight but listen, ago. I'm probably boring people who who want to listen these to us argue about Trump. People. But uh, but I will say this about school committee is that, um, you know, budgeting. So like right now, what's going on, Sharon? Like one big thing is like th- there's a lot of foreign language. Um, like they're talking about cutting foreign language out of elementary schools. They have a program right now that starts Ooh, teaching uh, teaching uh, foreign language like very early. But they're over budget for this year, and they the truth is they need to cut. They need to cut. So they're trying to figure out where. And my argument is. Long before we're at this conversation, because they're creating a false dichotomy. They're saying, we're short this money. We need to cut cut something. I don't know that. 
Because there's a $10,000 line item in that budget that you can't explain. Like, literally no one can tell us what really? it is. Oh, bigger than that. Listen to this. So there's a line item on the budget. A line item on the budget that says, X. no, it's, it's under um, office expenses for administration. Administration office expenses. It lists things like copy paper and then a line item that says insurance. Now, I've kicked around. No one seems to know what that insurance is. Now, here's my thing. If that's in, if that's in business... You get told on day one, hey, I'm going to see you at this time tomorrow, and you're going to know what that insurance is. Right, right. And when you come back, we're going to have a conversation with our insurance agent about whether or not that's a redundant insurance. Yeah, right. Because – It very well could so, be. So, like, you, well, you, I'm willing to bet that it's not. I'm willing to bet that what no, it but is. It, so the only reason that it would make explained. sense to be in that category, which it's still like a catch-all category. It's go- goofy. Right. The only reason it would make sense is if it was health insurance for office for the, the administration office employees. And I'll tell you why. Because everyone else's health insurance is covered, would be under their They're pay. Union would be, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So it would be under the benefits, right? right, right, right. So, like, it makes sense. It, I think that it should be separated from coffee. It'd coffee be paper. more than 10000 too, I think. No, no, th- no. We're talking two different things. Oh, I'm yeah. saying there's $10,000 items where you literally go, what, what is it? And they're like, we don't know. Like that means it literally could be like they ordered for Dunder Mifflin. John, John, right? It could mean it could mean like that's John's. T- uh, that we gave ten thousand dollars to John for no reason, or it could be like an important expense. Like yeah. they don't know. So my point is, by the time we're having like really important conversations about our children's education, what needs to get cut? Right. We should be able to, at in intelligently discuss our budget, and we can't do that when you're bringing us bad numbers. Yeah. No, so that's true. So my way of managing. Hold on. People- now let me. As far as finances, like sure. how are schools funded? Like it's mostly from the town. No, one hundred percent from the town. One hundred percent. Well, no. I mean, like, no, no, no. like a vast majority is from correct. The town. But the school budget that we're talking about, like, you pay high taxes for good schools. Correct. So, like, so basically, Sharon's school system uh, takes, say, let's just say, about sixty percent of the town's budget. So the way I explain this to everybody is: so take your tax bill, multiply it by point six. Yeah, yeah. That's what you paid for the schools. Yeah. So, like, you pay for Norwood schools. Probably about sixty percent of your tax bill. Good. So if you took, I your, hope it, I wish it was a hundred percent. Cool. Well, it can't be because <laughs> know, there's other expenses. I mean. Yeah, yes. like you don't want any but road like, construction. To me, there's nothing more important than our children's futures. You know what I mean? So it's like, Agreed, you know, if any money comes, you know what I mean? If you're gonna if you're gonna waste money, at least waste it in in a, a school budget. Okay, so agree there. I'm I'm. I'm just saying, like, as far as priorities, obviously the schools are a priority. I mean, that's why that's yeah, why yeah. I'm focusing my energies there. Right. But right. what I'm saying is that it's hard in a town, right? Because when you start going through a town budget, and I don't know if you've gotten involved locally or not, and no. you look at town budgets, but when you look at town budgets, like, there are things that you don't I just talk about shit. Okay, so there are things that you don't even think about that towns have to spend money oh, of on. Of course, yeah. And so the reality is that what percentage? So sixty percent of a town's budget, let's say, is school. Mm-hmm. What percentage of the school budget you think is teacher salaries? Ooh, half? Uh, 80. And now, by the way, a normal, yeah, healthy absolutely. business would be 30. So we're already talking about something that's very different than right. a normal business. Like, you know, that's not ever going to be how a school runs. The schools are yeah, going to be 80%. Course, yeah. So my point is, so that means that 0.8 times 0.6 of the town's budget yeah, right. are directly teacher salaries. Yeah. So, of course, we should be putting money into the, those areas. Right. But we also have to pay our DPW people's, we, yeah. people. We have to still plow roads, right? Yeah, right and right. every time the roads have to get plowed at night, that costs money. Right. Um, we still have to fuel cars. What about our police? Like, good police departments make towns yeah. really safe. Um, well, I, fire. Norwood went through it last year that we had to vote on it uh, as far as, uh, I don't know, like some sort of thing to uh, so the school could go over their budget or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I voted I voted yes because, you know, I, I looked at it. Yeah, it's it, called an override, yeah. Override, override. there you mm-hmm. go. Um, you know, I voted yes. Like, 
you know, the conservative in me is like, why, why are they so far? I don't understand how this even happens. Right. You know, but then like the human in me is like, well, if the school, you know, I don't want the, I don't want the school to cut freaking basketball. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even though I don't have a kid playing basketball, it's like, well, I don't want kids to lose out on that experience. Right. So it's like, all right, go for the override, but let's, uh, school committee member, let's figure out what, so, what's so, going on. So here. that's the point that I'm trying to make is that I, in the moment where it's either vote for this or don't, all of almost all of us are going to say yes. yes. So because of that, right. no one watches the dollars. Yeah, of course. And then by the time that, and by the way, what I'm literally told by people that no one watches, like the administration, this isn't their expertise. Like right. it's just, I mean, I hate to say that because it sounds. Oh, well, they're not business people. They're not business people. So they're great, incredible educators, but they're not business people. Right. And so then the committee, who's literally the boss, doesn't micromanage, which I respect too. Like you don't, but there's a difference, and this is the part that's missed when people like aren't a disconnect. People, when people aren't business, like when people aren't managers, people managers. They what they don't understand is, don't rake them over the coals, and certainly don't do it publicly. Approve the budget, and then call them the next morning and say, we need to have this data help good for next year. Right. What can we do together? What do you need from me? Not not. Hey, I want this done. No, what do you need from me? What right. can me and this committee do for you right. so that we can get these numbers such that by halfway through the year, you're really looking at them and we're able to make sense of this so that it's not something where you're bringing it to us. We're unfamiliar with it. It's presented in a way that's confusing. It, you don't know the answers. We don't want to embarrass you. Right. And in the end, who suffers? Our kids. Yeah. We don't want to humiliate you. We don't want to overstep our bounds. We're only here for a few a few years each. It's just easier for everyone to look the other way. And in the end, our kids suffer. So when you're going to cut Spanish from a second grade classroom and you're doing it for money reasons, you can't. That's a bad long-term move. Right. You have, you have, you, mis you have accidentally misappropriated your funds. Right. And we need to get in there and figure out where'd the money go? Yeah. Like if we're spending $46 million a year, Let's just know where it goes. Right, right. Like, and, and to me, I actually don't think that that's the, like a radical idea. And it's kind of nutty to me that people look at you like you're. That's not the way it's always like, been done. Right, like, so that's what people always say, right? Right. And so you know what I tell everybody? And, and like, you know. say 1963. And, right. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I wouldn't say in a fight with, but I've been dealing with like another committee in Sharon about uh, small business stuff. So believe it or not, Sharon has a committee called the Economic Development Committee. That's what they're called. What yeah. would you think that committee does? So we had one in West Warwick, and okay. th its sole purpose was to get a casino in West Warwick. Okay. That's sole purpose. Okay. So these people's sole purpose is so, – and in fairness to them, they only started last June, but is not. They don't have a sole purpose. That's the point. So, like, I went to them, and there's some kick-ass people on this committee. Kick-ass people. So, like, we had some – Hold on. Like, these are paid positions? Or no, no, no. They're all volunteer, and that's part of the problem, right? But, but so, like – but, but listen, you, you asked to be appointed. You put up. You should do the work. Yeah, yeah. So right. I went to these people, and – or I was asked to go to these people. I was not happy with some stuff that the town did. Like the town of Sharon is a great town, man. And but but the reputation of not being business friendly, uh, all right, is uh the the reputation of being uh, not business friendly is earned. It's a well earned reputation, and I think that that's really frustrating. Thanks, man. Uh, and and to me, I say to these people like, if you want, like, like look, I put my money where my mouth is, right? Like I opened two restaurants in this town. Um. I get pressed. Kept them on. And, right, I, I kept them on, and, and I get pressed, and and I get pressed 
for the te- like I, I fight for that. You know, I, I try to make it a point to tell people um, how great another like Angels Cafe is in town. Um, I try to big up people that are doing a great job. I talk about the fact that like Wards and Crescent Ridge are like legends. You know, yeah. That those two don't do it. Right. Like they don't. Uh, I love Angels, but like they're not carrying some flags. So like I put it on my back, and I was like, let's go. Like let's do this. All I'm asking for is some help. All, I'm just looking at them and saying, like, yo, rock with me. And I'm not even saying it, like, in non-COVID time. I'm just saying it's COVID times. Like, I'm looking at Norwood, your town. Look what they did in Norwood Center. That was dope, dope. Yeah, no, and, I know. And, and and how cool is it living near Norwood Center? Yeah, right. So exactly. why can't we do that? You know, like, Right, right, right. And, and, and you know why they say? Because that's just not sharing. We have different limitations. We're different. Yeah, but those are your choices. Yeah, that's right, your words. Right, right. And if everyone's saying that, at some point, I just want to be the one going, yo, hey, anybody in here actually – Want to change that? Yeah, you got to look forward. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could change. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, let's change. Yo, listen, let's change. I'm with you. So then let's go. Well, the funny thing, so you might not know this about me, but I I worked for a school department once for three years. Um, When you were in high school? uh, Yeah, right after high school. Okay. Uh, Every summer when I went back. Yeah, yeah, I knew about that job. I don't want to get into the details, but I knew some stuff about that job. um, But basically... You know, like it's not like you were. Getting, we don't want oh, the employees like you. <laughs> oh, I was the best employee there was. I was the only one they allowed to touch any equipment. You think <laughs> they let Kyle? Uh, no, Kyle oh Kyle, were do, Jesus, what were they doing, man? Kyle painted an entire school. He, he talk about school budget. All right, here we go. Kyle painted our elementary school. Painted the entire thing inside. They shut it down the next year. Damn, that's crazy. Stupid, yeah. stupid. But my point was. They oh they don't waste money on like overtime stuff like that until right. it's like end of summer and they gotta get the uh, stuff back. By the way, Kyle's having a baby. No way. He's actually having two twins. Twins? Cool. I'm a twin. I like that. I That's know. cool. Well, yeah, he's having paternal too. Does he know the girl? <laughs> <laughs> he lives with her. Oh, cool. That's sweet. I know. You haven't seen Kyle in a while. He's, no, I haven't. I haven't talked to him. I mean, just, he's still on some shit. He's like, the coolest girl he's ever been with for sure. I mean, that's good news, right? Like that's the way it yeah, should yeah. be. No, they're straight. That's uh-huh. cool, but it's yeah. When does the baby do? Uh, when no, do the babies no, do? Like, just August or some shit. So like, he's, she's like three months in, maybe. Well, she's three months in, and we're only seven months away. Yeah, whatever, something like that. Yeah, I guess that would be not. Yeah, that would be August, September. That would make sense. Um, but anyway, cool. So good luck with that school committee journey, though. I, like honestly, I, I sure I would love to keep Spanish. Yeah, you know that. I think that would be very important for the future. You know what I mean? Like. It would, Kids should learn Spanish. Sure. Why? Why? You know, there's there's no reason they shouldn't. So find find some somewhere else to cut. You know. Uh, oh, yeah. and here's this other thing: when they, you know, when they want to uh, forgive like college student debt, instead of doing that, just give it to give it to high schools, give it to middle schools, give it to uh, elementary schools. By the way, so how do, where do you stand on uh, forgiving college debt? I I would take all that money and I'd give it to schools. Okay, so here's an interesting take. I'm not necessarily against that. Here's an interesting thing that I hadn't thought about. It's actually like it would be a massively disenfranchising move of course. to a lot of Americans if they forgive student debt because there's a lot of folks that weren't able to get student debt, right. thereby didn't get their education. And now you'll have further enhanced the folks who went. And and no not sense. and not the folks. So you got to fix the system going forward. And there's a lot of memes out there that are like saying, "Oh, I already paid mine off, so therefore you should have to pay no, yours." No, that's, that's, no that, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I don't at care all. if you pay like, that's not what I'm saying. That's I, not what I'm saying. It's just it's, right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like to further to further help the folks that got a chance makes the gap between them and the folks that didn't get a chance even bigger. Right. Of course. Um, which is dirty, you know. To me, like, that's, I, still, I think I still owe. Seven years on my loans, or six or seven years. 
like 380 a month. Dope. You know what I mean? It's not like, Damn. you know, it would probably benefit me. But listen, like no one should be rooting for me to get my student loans forgiven. You know what I mean? Like right. it's like I, there's no reason that those people that couldn't get loans, like you said, like they're, they, they didn't go to college because they didn't have that opportunity. Why are we going to? Uh, I just I would just say give it to. I'm not sure how I feel about. I think it would be. I think it would be a million. I think it. Be, I think it'd be more than a million per per public school in the country. And that's if you forgave student debt, that amount of money would be like a million dollars per school, per public school. Probably. So the problem with that is like. No, but I'm saying obviously you're not going to spend that, but. I'm, and you have to sort out exactly that money because if it was used as it is, then you just be giving that money to teachers, which obviously as the husband of a teacher, like I'm not saying teachers don't deserve it, but I do think like that doesn't necessarily straight. Increasing the amount of money that we pay teachers is not the solution. No, no, no. Uh, we've got great teachers. So, like yeah. at the end of the day, these people are willing to. Not saying they're they're un, they're not underpaid, but I am saying that like, but the point of a job salary is to get good people, and we have good people. Yeah. So that that's a moot point. We need to fund the schools better. Like when you're telling us that we can't afford uh, foreign language in in elementary school, like you know, let's get that fixed. Yeah. But uh, every school could use more money. Yeah, no bottom doubt. line. Are you? By the way, uh, I was about to ask you how you. If you're following what's going on with this, like the Celtics season, but real quick, did you see today the two greatest rappers of all time hopped on the same track? Um, Jay Z and Tupac. I don't think Nipsey Hussle. Oh, Nipsey Hussle's not alive either. <laughs> oh shit! Um, yo, Nipsey Hussle and Jay Z are on the track together. It's, it's an okay track too. Like Nipsey's really great on it. Jay Z kind of like um, he like his flow is good on the first half feel, of his verse. I'm pretty sure I've never up. heard anything about like I've never heard a Nipsey verse. I don't think that's crazy to me. He's I like I tell you this every time. You just don't listen don't to just, rap music. You got a, you don't have CDs? I still got a CD player in my car. <laughs> don't have CDs. Um, you don't listen to rap music like that, huh? You used to love it. I dude, I just I'm out of the game. So you definitely don't podcast. know. So you definitely don't know who Mo Three is. Uh, Mo Three, he's another. He just got killed in Houston uh, uh, in November, but he's sick too. I love uh, him. Oh no, I hear it. Didn't somebody else just die? Like last Pops, week? Pop, oh, no, last week? Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, maybe if that not. happened, I didn't hear it. Um. But yeah, Mo Three. I'm on. I'm on some. I'm on a heavy Mo Three kick, and uh, at Nipsey Hustle. I still. I mean, I listen to Nipsey Hustle religiously. Uh, you never heard the song Hustle and Motivate? I mean, maybe if you played it, I might hear it. So it's a cool song because like he took the um, he took the Jay Z version of Hard Knock Life, and then sampled that into a, like a little bit sped up, and it's like, and he says uh, like uh, he says hustle the hove away, and a, a background story that a lot of people don't know about that track is that when Jay Z paid for that to clear it he they wanted so much that he made them clear it for any and all hip-hop artists to ever use so nipsey hustle mm. took it and, and played with it as like a tribute to jay yeah and he says and he's like hustle and motivate i got a show today pulled up in motorcades hustled the hove away um it's crazy yeah so i guess there's no more east coast west coast thing that's 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 squashed that's been gone for a minute yeah that's <laughs> that's been gone um that's been gone basically it's just 50 cent against anybody like that's just what it is 50 cent um the uh the last thing i heard was the uh the machine gun Kelly Eminem. <laughs> Nas is oh my god, dude! This guy, Wes, yeah, Wes. yeah, Wes. So, so you, yeah. Corey believes that. Yeah. Corey believes that. Oh. The problem is that Nas, he's, it, Nas, he's never listened to it was written. So don't don't even listen. No, I've Nas. listened to it was written. Here's the problem with Nas. Nas is dope sometimes, but Nas. First of all, Nas is not a great rhymer. He's not he's like not a great rhymer. He's, he's a great storyteller. He tells he's a great he, he tells really good stories stories about nothing. Premier, uh, DJ about Premier nothing, beats. and they're made Forget up. Listen, listen. I showed you first tech on tour with Large Professor. Then I heard he you all about your tech me. on your dress because yeah, I sampled your voice. You yeah. was using it wrong. You worst made it a hot line. I time. made it a hot song. No, listen, that's takeover is the worst. <laughs> You're he a crazy say person. Anything. Um, he says a lot. He says 
He, yes, he does. He says a lot of things. Um, and uh, he says, everybody in New York, you ain't agrees. live it. You eat witnessed the, it from your the, folks pad. You scribbled in your notepad. You created your life. Anyway, um, no, Nas is that. That's and that's not even a discussion anymore, Wes. Like that was at one point a discussion, like in 1994. But now, like, like who is Nas? I mean, other than an employee of Jay Z. Uh, Nas actually has a new song on the same compilation album that the, the, the Nipsey and Jay thing. I obviously didn't listen to it. I, I think I have it. more Nas on my iPod than anything else. Oh, Eminem's close. I don't but, even know uh, what that says. Idea? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the... Uh, the no, not, but, yeah, are you paying attention? Nas always got a bad... I, honestly, kids these days... Mediocre. Like, if they, he's not mediocre. Mediocre. No. Um, have you... Have you been watching Celtics this year? Pacino, like, oh. Uh, have, you been, watch- oh, have yeah. you been watching the Celtics this year? Now I'm going to be on a Nas kick of this. I have been watching, eh, on and off. Same. You Same. Know, it's, it's they haven't gotten me yet. Like, they haven't grabbed me yet. Like, I'm not sure their identity. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Danny Ainge fucking nailed those picks. Without a doubt. But, like, do you still like nailed. Kemba? Are you still feeling Kemba? Yeah, I'm still feeling Kemba. Because you're a big Kemba guy. Yeah. I um, mean, well, I'm a, I was a, like, Kyrie was on pace to be my favorite player of all time. And now I'm like, well, I'll take anybody, stamina. I'll take anybody from, but. That guy's a. That guy's a crazy person, but um, what does Jay Z actually do now? Run just, the world, he just like makes probably money. kind of run the world. So he he just started a, a marijuana company out in California, um, and that's actually he was rapping about that on the song. You know what I mean? He was like, "I'm selling weed in plain sight." <laughs> great, great point. Um, another way, uh, another another business for wealth inequality. Absolutely, no, without a doubt, huge problem. Stupid. Yep. Um. Mm. There's actually a program um, in Massachusetts to the where they they've put certain number of permits aside as things are opening up for folks who have had uh, who have had charges. Um, so I like that. Like, oh, I like that program. <laughs> like that's the way to do it. I mean, that's the way. At the first, when be. it first when it first came out, when we I think it was Massachusetts when we first passed it, they were only giving uh, distribution license to liquor distributors. It's like, guys, oh, yeah. like this. It's just anti anti business once again. Um, Anti-new business. Yeah. But, no, yeah. but, oh, well, yeah. You're just getting into yeah. an established business, and, uh, you know. No doubt. It's not going to filter down. All right, we're coming up in an hour. Uh, you got anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about. All right, let me hear it. Uh, you act like you're going to run out of topics. Huh? I don't know. It's late. I want to get to my kids, bro. Um, no, I was just asking, like, what do you, you got anything else? I got a lot of stuff. Uh, but, no, well, you asked me about the Celtics. That's why. Yeah. Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. I think overall, probably. I, I had a feeling you were gonna yeah. have that take. I've been. I've they been, are like dynamic duo. They're dynamic, like, and they do such. They do different things well. Yeah, that's what I like about them. Is like Jalen's not gonna. Jaylen, they can both take over a game, but like Jason Tatum can go get you one. Yeah, that's not Jalen's strength, but he can go get you ten. Yeah, and he can defend. Like they both defend. Have you seen? They um, both defend. Have you but. seen this level that Steph is on? By the way. I mean, Steph, that's just who he is. Like, I, I, I love that there's no one on his team now, too, so no one would be like, oh, you know, Kevin Durant, blah, yep. blah, You know what I mean? Like, no, Steph Curry's like, on some others. Like, four years ago when I said he was better than LeBron, like, it was true, and I think it's still true. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and Steph Curry's on some other shit, and the thing is, like, you know, it's unfortunate, like, how poorly that team was rebuilt because it's like, what's Wiggins going to do for yeah. them? You know, and like, ugh. Well, like, I mean, just not having Clay Thompson for years is like. That's hurting big time. Very. Yeah, I mean, if that same team had Clay Thompson, they're five games better, right? Yeah. I'm In sure. which case, they're, uh, well, yeah. they're 15 five to 5. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, the five seed, they're like a two or three seed. Yeah, like, right. What do you mean? Like, they're not everybody, the Lakers. They're better than everybody that's not the Lakers, yeah, like, if they were 15 and 5. I, um, I mean, the Clippers are so overrated. Like, they just. The problem with the Clippers is if you put two betas on a team like they don't have an alpha like yeah. they just don't like you know 
I mean, yeah, like Kawhi needs to be in the playoffs for it to like, you know. Kawhi he, can go off, but Ka- Kawhi's that he's guy. Such a play- he's a playoff guy. You right, know what but, I mean? but, like, but the problem like, with Kawhi is like Kawhi's really good surrounded by a bunch of other people that can go get you one. Yeah. Kawhi, he could be the best of an ensemble. The idea that Kawhi, I mean, listen, he's an incredible defender, but as an offensive player, he's not. He's not limited, and I think that's what makes people excited. He can do everything, but he does everything like B plus, A minus. Yeah. There's nothing that Kawhi does. Like the way we talk about Kevin Durant is unguardable. Yeah. Kevin Durant's an unguardable player because every aspect of offensive basketball, he's an A plus player at. Right. And then he's tall. So, like, you can't, if, if Kevin Durant wants to shoot an 18 foot jump shot, yeah, you can't stop it that. doesn't matter if you showed up or not. Right. He might as well be in the driveway. Right. Um, Kawhi does nothing A plus on offense. Yeah. And listen, he's a such a well rounded player that there's probably very few players in the NBA that can guard him one on one. But there's he doesn't command a double team very often. Yeah. And when they do, like again, so you know, he, he's great in a situation where doubling off him is dangerous. On a team where you can double off him. He's not a guy that's going to come and get you 40 on a big night. Yeah, he's I mean, not. I don't know what happened to Paul George because, like, maybe Paul George it's just when he broke his year. leg. This year, oh, is he? Yeah, this year, and he's going off at times. And the, the weird thing is, but... Before he broke his leg, he was, like, on pace to be like, oh, this guy's, like, a top three player. Right, like, Paul George changing... I I, I think... So, this is a weird comparison because their games are so different. And I'm not saying that they're this guy's game. But you know how, like, Elton Brand... The problem with Elton Brand was... He was always going to be a number two at ma- at max, but he ha- he had like number one money and number yeah. one like stardom. Was he was he number one pick? Maybe, but I'm saying number no. Like no, I know like a, alpha. option. Yeah. But yeah, he might have been number one pick if he wasn't. Well, he was I, number two. Yeah, like but he was um, very high. Right, but so the problem with Elton Brand then was like you can't really build around him because like he's a guy who's like he's going to get you twenty and ten every night, which is great, but he can get you a really quiet twenty and ten. Yeah, yeah. Paul George is like. Like that. Like, Paul George's stats are going to look okay. Like, he's going to score in the low 20s. He's going he's gonna to play all right. Like, he's a good, really, really good player. And if he was the third best player on your team, you'd be unbelievable. Oh, yeah, right, of but when he's the second or first best player on your team, five times a year he's going to show you flashes. But he's not Steph. Right. He's not coming every night. He's not. And he's yeah. never a threat to go get you 45 in a big game. Yeah. Like, that's just not what he is. Right. Um, by the way, that's what I somewhat, you do, especially in the West, you need, like, you need two big dogs right. in the playoffs. And like I, every single night, right. big dogs. And so, like that's the difference right there. That's why the Celtics even to be like the fucking Trailblazers or something. You right. know what I mean? Like you need. But, but see, that's why the Celtics maybe could work long time is because I do think personally, I do think Jalen's better. But Jalen is that Paul George that like he's never gonna. He's not a dog. And Jason Tatum is. Yeah. So, like, Tatum is that dude who could go get you 45 yeah. in a big game when you need it. Jalen's that dude who's going to be there every day, and he's good for, like, you can plug him in 22 and 22, 8 and 4 or whatever every night. But it's not like you're not watching the screen and you're going, all right, let's go. Just inbound the ball to Jalen. We need a bucket. Like, yeah. that's not, but Tatum is that dude. Yeah. So, it could work really well between the two of them because they seem to have accepted those roles. That's the problem in L.A. is George, Paul George is probably, Paul George has a few things offensively that he's an A-plus player at. But that's Kawhi's team because Paul George isn't a dog. Yeah. So you're going to the, you're going to the, the lesser option at times. I mean, what's, what Kawhi, what's Kawhi do with the game in line? One thing. 
that like mid range pull yeah, up, like that mid range yeah, like yeah, tur- yeah. turn around yeah. pull up, like that weird. Well, little... the weird thing is because like every time he shoots it, like I swear to God, I don't think the ball ever hits the net. It is like he's a robot sometimes, yeah. where it's like it's just like right in, right in. even with his free throws. You know Doesn't I mean? it look like he's short arming it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. goes in, but it's like it's like he short armed yeah. it. It's weird. So I'm just saying, like, if you were in a huddle and they said to you, "All right, get, you guys are up one, balls being inbounded, five seconds, five and a half seconds left, or whatever." Your assignment is Kawhi, or your assignment is Tatum. I bet you feel better about it if it's Kawhi. Like he just doesn't he have just, a lot he can do to no, you. No, but he's just so strong. You know, here's what he does. He here's what he's a plus at: fucking drawing fouls. Remember, was it? Remember, I don't know if he's a plus at that. It was when he was Toronto. A plus what about you see when Durant he, is a plus? Uh, I forget who they played. He he goes to the hole. Literally, the guy like jumps. Kawhi just tosses him. The guy separated his shoulder or broke his collarbone or some shit, and they called the foul on that dude. It's like, no, no, no. Kawhi just ran through him, and he's just so strong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, he's won championships, so it's like it's he needs to be in the playoffs. I was you know a big I mean? fan of Kawhi on the Spurs, and I think ever since then, I've just been like, eh. By the way, he... I love his personality, though. I just love that he don't care, really. Like, he's not all about the you know NBA lifestyle. To, like, I don't know. Is like, he does, he have a, does he have like an IG account? Like you never, I don't know. you know what I mean. But I, I know he, the I know he has though. his logo. But yeah, he like. Oh, speaking of IG, logo. Tom Brady's IG story. What was it? You didn't see the Tom Brady IG? Oh, dude, it was trending like all day, like two days ago. It was a drunkard. No, no, no. He had a story where it was like all all his teammates. You know, he kept going through or whatever. But it's like it had different music for each one, and then at the end it was the fifty like mini went mini men wish death upon me. But it, like he was like, oh, here's the de- you know the defense, and he did the peace sign thing. You know what I mean? Like. You know, you saw at the end of the game when they did it to Tyreek Hill. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, whoever that, uh, Antoine Whitfield, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what I mean? But he's like, you know, Antoine 22, and he did the P, you know what I mean? But it was all pictures, but everything was a different track, though. But it was like, everybody's like, yo, Tom Brady's curing racism. It was not funny, though. Curing racism? Yeah, like, he makes me forget about racism because he's, he's like, I guess because he's with all his teammates, you know, and they all love him, and whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, it was, you, I can't believe you didn't see it. I didn't see it. It was like, you know, like, trending, like, all day. I probably won't be able to find it, will I? Because the story, it's gone now. Oh, is that right? Well, I'm sure it's online somewhere. Damn, I got to find that. Yeah, it's hot. Fuck it. He's never had as much fun in his life. Oh, I my God. Like, he loves where he's at. Damn he, it. He brought his own boat to the parade. I know. He, he brought his, he brought his, his $2 million dollar boat to the parade. Except he had Alex Guerrero with him. And then he got so drunk. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then you saw what he tweeted after? Yeah, uh, about the, uh, the noting, noting to see here. Uh, well, just, a little like, avi, just a little like, avocado. You know, it's like... Uh, it is just so funny that Gronk was on that team, too. And the best part is that there were little news reports that said he threw the trophy to Gronk. No, he threw it to Cameron Bray. <laughs> is that what <laughs> but, it was? But they both were shirtless. And, like, they're like... both like 6'6", <laughs> and they're like jacked. Like, they were like, Gronk. No, that's not Gronk. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that parade did look By the way, like that a was just That was just your drunk 43-year-old dad, right? Like... She's like the like uh, Vivi. Is that his yeah, daughter? Yeah, yeah. He's like trying to stop him. Like, no, Dad. And he you, he's just like he's drunk. Oh. He's just drunk, and he's like, I'm gonna throw. What would have happened if that landed in the water? Oh my! Well, you said, Gronk put a dent in the last one. Remember when uh, they threw it out the Red Sox game, and someone threw him baseball, and he hit. He yeah, hit yeah, the baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but but like, then after the after that, he got off the boat. Do you see? He's carrying his daughter, and then he saw Antoine Winfield or whatever, and he go. And he's like carrying his daughter. He's like. Yo, I'm like, this dude is so drunk. I saw when he, do you see when he had to be like, Carrie? This is like Corey when, when and security, Avi. Like, did you see this when, is like me falling down after uh, whatever, whatever. Did you see like, when security was holding him? 
Like, yeah, oh, they yeah, were trying yeah. to help him, and he's just like, he looked like off, man. He yeah. looked off. I love how, like, the girl's, like, trying to, like, say hi to him. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, ah. <laughs> Dude, he was lit. He, he could not get it he up that so, night. Though. No, he was so twisted. Uh, uh, so, anyway, but yeah, that was cool. Um, all right, is there anything else? Nah, we can uh, we wrap this up and go watch some uh, YouTube Westwork High. Yeah, we'll go watch Westwork. The dub dub? <laughs> Circa 2000. <laughs> Circa, is that what it was? 2000? Well, oh, so your sophomore year? No, there's no, it's like all, all every year. I mean, it's not like every game. It's probably like ten or twelve, something like that. All right, I'll go watch. Some uh, of that. It is funny though. Cool. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody. Uh, I'm that gonna, was... I was so skinny. That's what you're gonna look like after your diet. All right. I hope so. All right. That was uh, Heat in the Kitchen episode twenty. Uh, we'll catch yeah. up with you guys soon. Thank you. All right. Peace. Peace.